So if your job was a screenwriter and for a living you made up movies, sounds quite a fun job actually, doesn't it? What you'd have to do is you'd have to get your characters to do things. And part of the fun of getting your characters to do things is to beg a question of the audience. But why did they do that? What was their motivation for doing that? What is the story around the fact that they did that? So if somebody does a nice thing for somebody, why? Are they trying to curry favour? Do they genuinely value that person? What does it say about the person who did the nice thing? And what does it say about the person who had the nice thing done to them? Does it mean they're loved and valued? Does it mean that they're gullible? There are lots and lots of different possible and ex- possible explanations for the thing that you have your character do. It's not just about what we see them doing. It's the meaning that we see as well. And the reason why I raise this is because as a screenwriter, where you've basically got a blank page in this character and the character only exists if you create that person and have them do things, because that's what screenwriting is. At that moment, even though we see the person do something, there's no single explanation for why they've done that there's no single thing for what it means that they did that there's a whole host of possibilities at that point an infinite amount of possibilities perhaps which explains what it actually means that they did that nice thing for somebody and in just the same way when we look at the events of our lives We'll often see a particular meaning. We'll often form a belief, in fact, about ourselves. And yet it's only one of many possible truths. So if we were the person in the story. Having that nice thing done to us. Then we would create a truth around that. We would see a belief around that. Which goes something like. Well, it must mean that I dot, dot, dot. And depending on how we view it, the meaning that we'll see might be because they've done that, I must be lovable or I must be worthy. Or if we've been tricked, We might think I'm unlovable or they did that because I must be an idiot or some other harsh word that we'll often use when we tell ourselves what we must be. But just like the screenwriting example a moment ago, there's actually a whole plethora of different possible meanings to apply to that. There might be a completely different belief. So it's not that I'm unlovable. It's I'm completely lovable, but that person isn't capable of love. 
And so we can start seeing these alternative ways of giving meaning to that event that no longer puts it on us or assumes that we are something less than simply because that event happened or because a person treated us in a particular way. That there are other meanings that are around how they are and how capable they were in that moment and that leave our sense of okayness and worth and value and lovability completely intact because the explanation that we give for it is a different one. But especially when we're younger, the meanings that we, the way we make sense of the things that are happening around us and to us, they will actually form some kind of underlying sense of ourselves. When we make those choices, then I must be, this is happening, so I must be dot, dot, dot. That gives us a, a story that we follow throughout life. It gives us a belief that will often feel quite true for us and will often be something that helps decide how we actually are in the world. So a person who's had a particular set of experiences and come to the explanation of, oh, I must be stupid, that person is going to be much less likely to put themselves up for opportunities that involve them being smart, even if they are smart. The belief of, ah, I see, because that kept happening, that means I must be stupid. That belief will really limit. And the reason why I'm saying this is because it can sometimes be useful to take the screenwriter's role. That if you were a screenwriter and you were recreating that exact same scene, as we already saw, there's lots and lots of different potential meanings that we could apply to it. It might be, I must be dot, 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 or it might be, they must be dot, 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 or it might be, life must be dot, dot, dot. These are the kind of beliefs we form. But what comes after that dot, dot, dot is an almost infinite set of possibilities, just like it is for the screenwriter. And so I'm curious what would happen if you would apply, kind of brainstorm like the screenwriter does, what must this mean that this happened? So what if like a screenwriter, you created a whole host of alternative truths in inverted commas, alternative meanings that kept your okayness completely intact, that you had to come up with a whole host of alternative explanations for why this event happened. And every single one of them kept your okayness intact. And so I just wonder how that would be for us if we were to take something 
that helped form an unhelpful belief in us. And watch that scene again. Obviously not too stressful a scene as you're doing this alone, but if we took those meanings that we created before for the very same scene, all of which kept our okayness intact, I wonder what it would be like to watch that scene back, but with this new possible meaning applied instead. And maybe you've come up with three or four different possible explanations, all of which keep your okayness intact. And you watch that not too upsetting scene back again. Three or four times, one for each of the meanings that you've created and just see how that feels different. To look back at the exact same incident through this new filter, through this filter that keeps your okayness completely intact. How does that feel different to how it normally feels? And I'm curious too, to what extent that old belief begins to feel just a little bit looser than it did, that you're holding on to it a little less tightly than you did. And so if you like this idea of generating like a scriptwriter a whole host of alternative beliefs around what this particular event means, and then watching it back again, as long as it's not too stressful an event, watching it back again through those different filters and just checking out how it feels differently for you then please feel free to share it and hopefully somebody else can get curious about that too. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, it's free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can watch them as videos if you prefer as well at, at a sliceoftherapy.com. And you could work with me one-on-one to do this kind of work. I'm Alan Parry and you can find out more about me at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. So thanks for listening. And I'll be back with another one tomorrow.